0: Ever had sex with someone and afterwards thought to yourself, hmm, that didn't count?
1: Mm, That would be like uh, 25 through 8.
0: How old am I?
2: Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live and in color on our YouTube channel for all of our Patreon supporters. Today we're joined by Dr. A.B. Mendelson, a, a fellowship trained laryngologist and throat expert. Dr. Mendelson is doing great work in the gender affirming care space with a concentration on voice surgery and expanding affirming care for those in need. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one.
0: Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And... Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend.
2: And welcome you all to the dish. So, let's see. Streaming is live. Um, The board is recording. (laughs) I'm just trying to make sure that I got all my ducks in a row.
1: So, our listeners know Tom is, for lack of a better term, on the rag today. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sorry for our all of our female listeners for using that term, but um I have no better way of describing what's going on in the studio today.
2: it's I don't know, it's just, you know, um I, I've been going through it today. I woke up super early and um by super early I mean four forty five. I started work at five, um trying to get out by three thirty and you know, rush home. Well, rush and try to get everything ready for the show um and and it's you know it's very taxing a lot of people don't realize how long and how much work it takes to prep for a show like this um every week and then going through the motions of making sure that your audio is is okay and that everything else is working and
0: and then throw into the mix you decide to try new adventures exactly uh just before we go on (laughs) <laughs> on live and then uh you right. know it just adds to the uh pleasantries.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm hey, t- hey Nick, <laughs> I wanna test something. Can you give me a call?
2: <laughs>
0: don't don't be like, uh, that. Don't hate me. I I think I, I think honestly we tend to overstress over items when we don't know how it's gonna work out.
2: Right. But but the thing is, so, you know, um, right now, w- for those of you watching on the live stream on YouTube, um, you know, what you're seeing is a rendering of our main camera. Just the main camera divided into three different sections. But we have three other cameras right in the front here that points to each and every one of us. And I can't use them all simultaneously on on the live stream when we're using the software that allows us to bring in a guest so that you can see the guest, right? You
1: Can, but you can't. Currently.
2: Right. Because I can say, hello, how are you? And you'll see my lips moving. And then the hello, how are you? Five seconds later. And it- it's
1: kind of like when you call somebody and they're in the car and then you get that echo back and you're like, fuck this shit. I can't handle it. And you hang up and call them back. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what was going on yeah, exactly, yeah. and I, I was just going through See, it. I was
0: automatically thinking, uh, and I made you myself Saturday afternoon movie classics, you know, the old um, kung fu movies they used to do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and You're all like- the and all, all the English, you know, they, they would be speaking, and their mouse is still running, and it's like, You killed my brother, and the guy's still. <laughs> So when they dubbed the language. Yeah, they dubbed yeah. the language yeah. and it's like the guy still speaks. You killed my and, brother. Yeah. Daniel Son. Daniel Son. Yeah. You're dead.
2: Oh God. No, it's just uh, you know, it is what it is and you know and and so nick got here and i was just like in a mood he's like oh my god you're bitchy today you're on your period
1: no i wasn't saying you were bitchy it wasn't that you're bitchy it was that like
2: high strong
1: high strong very
2: high
0: strong all
1: over the place you're not one to be all over the place right you're more one to be fixated yeah and so when seeing somebody like you who tends to be fixated on a project or whatever you're doing in the moment um It's a little unnerving. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It's a little unnerving.
0: She's like, hey, check on him. I don't know what's wrong with her today. She's she's hyper. You know things happen. And I was like, yeah.
1: I straight up texted Jay earlier, and I was like, hey, you're gonna have to ask for the studio lighting because I'm a little I'm nervous to ask.
2: <laughs> no, we're fine. We're fine. But anyway, um, we are back. Um, you know, as we mentioned before, we have an amazing guest uh, today. We're not cheating on Doctor G, but we do have another doctor joining us today. Yeah, I was thinking about so, that. Today. No. So
0: listen, we have Doctor G's our butt doctor, and uh-huh. now. Uh, our living colleges Do- Dr. Mendelssohn's our throat doctor. So that's right. Probably one get him on doctor. here. Yeah, one's a throat doctor. So right. maybe we can have them here one day at the same time and spit roast the subject there. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: that's God. good. No, but I'm excited. So you know, you know that that um gender affirming care has been a very contentious uh subject in many state houses throughout the United States currently. And, you know, Having someone who ex who whose experience or uh, whose expertise is specifically uh, around you know the gender affirming care space is important, you know, especially for members of, of um of the trans community. So I am excited to have a conversation with him, Um, you know, so he'll be, he'll be, he'll join us on the second half of the show. But now that we're here, I'm going to toss it over to my bitches because I do want to know how y'all doing. Y'all know how I'm doing. I'm high strung and going through it today. But Trish, darling, how are you?
1: I'm fine.
2: You're fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Always well in the land of odds?
1: Yeah, I, um, we are sending out our fall appeal at work right now. So I, it's a 4,000 piece mailing. So I've been stuffing letters like,
2: you're kind of wishing somebody stuffed you that way, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but but yeah, no, no, it's fine. But uh, funny, funny enough, I am. Um, I don't know if we said this on the show, but I'm taking two weeks off of work in November. I'm oh, going away. Nice. I Cannot wait. I'm going away. I'm going to be with my family, which me, I love them. But like, it's
2: family. Yeah, you know. I
1: mean, like, I'm I'm looking for like.
2: vacation it's like the leftovers you leave leave in the fridge after Mm -hmm. a while you just don't want to eat them anymore
1: right but anyway so like one of we're going to the first the first week that we're away i'm going to a resort with my family and turns out that one of my good friends his partner is going to be at the same resort at the same time so he's flying in um on the same day as i am and uh I'm I'm actually really excited we're going to um Harry Potter World, which I've always wanted oh, to go boy. to. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm super excited. But funny enough, he has a friend that works at Universal and the guy got us tickets, you know, for free. And and then, you know, my friend was saying, like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to Florida with Nick and blah blah blah. And he goes, Is that Nick? Is that the Nick that I matched on Tinder with? And I'm like, what? Like, I don't don't remember this. What? Yeah. So, so, and so I'm like, wait, what? And Paul's like, yeah, it was like back in like 2019. And I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't remember this person at all. He friended me on Instagram today. But anyway, like, it's just like, so did you match on Tinder? I I have no idea. I couldn't find him in my feed or anything. Would you
2: match today if you saw his picture? Would you swipe? Is it left or right?
1: I I can't say that on air, (laughs) but I will say that I will take one for the team.
2: Okay. But that works. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for you because, you know, I know how valuable it is to be able to take time off and to disconnect from yes. from work. Um, I myself am looking forward to having, you know, Thanksgiving week off um, and then the last week of December off. And Jaybird Bird over here has been scheduling oh, some time off left yeah. and right because you know what it is? It's very crazy that we work in America and we work for companies and we live in a culture that uh prioritizes working, right? And yeah, here, trying to take we, time we, off.
1: We work to live instead of live
2: to wait, work. Did I fuck that up? We yeah. we we we, we live to work instead of work, work to, to live. live. Correct. Right. right. Yeah. And so we prioritize working, and we very <laughs> little or very seldom do we really prioritize the fact that you know what we're given paid time. We're, we earn, not given. We earn our paid time off. Yes. And we should exercise our rights to mm-hmm. take that paid time off and ensure that you are. Taking um, care of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Self-care is important. Yeah. yeah. Like, on- so I'm proud of you.
1: Honestly, like it's, I've never done this before. I've never taken this much time off in a row. That said, I do have so, to work yeah. a couple of days while I'm away, but whatever. But, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause in America, you know, I talked to a good friend of mine that works at another company. That's an international company. And he's like, yeah, everybody takes like almost an entire month of August. Yeah. Off. And I was like, that's, that's insane. And, and he's like, but everybody's so much happier out there. I'm like, yeah. But you know what that does, right? So here we're almost afraid to ask for time off. Like there's this like the stigma of work guilt, this stigma that like, oh, if you take time off, like you're not producing for the company. No, motherfucker. Like, I just got a five million dollar grant. I'm taking fucking two weeks off. Like, I'm producing for the goddamn company. You know what I mean? Like, we just have to have faith in what in the work that we're doing like and i struggle with this all the time like we have to have faith in the work that we're doing so that
2: we don't feel that way but it's just i'm always yelling it's a culture like i always yell at you because you know it's like nick (gasps) disconnect you're done it's eight o'clock at night stop right I, i often do that you know and and i I yeah, start just at me a lot. I do. Just so you guys I do. I, I, I Because I love him.
0: Because I love him, and I do the same thing with, yeah. with my best friend with Tony. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll hit him up eight nine o'clock, and I oh I gotta get this work email. Are you getting I always tell him Are you getting paid for this? Right? <laughs> no, Are you getting paid for this? Because if it's not, that shit could wait till
2: tomorrow morning when you're back on the clock. Yeah, but that's the
1: thing. Like that's what sucks about being non exempt yeah.
2: salary. Like. No, you're paid. You have to set your boundaries. Non exempt
0: salary, you're still salary. You're paid for X amount of hours. Right. Right. Anything above and beyond that doesn't get paid.
1: Right. But it also depends on, like, the, you know, like our, our. So, for example,. It, as I, per
0: my previous email, as, no.
1: as per <laughs> our employee handbook, if I work yeah. over a certain amount of time, it takes a certain amount of time before I get comp time. Yeah. So, like, I hit forty hours, I don't get comp time if I'm working past forty hours, unless I hit another
0: ten or twelve hours after that. Right. right. Somebody, so, yeah, yeah. so
2: here's the thing: so there is nothing <clears throat> wrong with you setting boundaries, even when you're a salaried exempt employee, right? Exactly. So. On average, the average salaried employee will work at least 44 hours a week. Mm -hmm. That is what is typically expected, even though 40 hours is your typical work week. Anything beyond that, it's like you should be saying, hey, I saw your email yesterday. It was past, you know, 6 p.m. I'm responding to it today. Like you should be able to set your own boundaries and bosses and people who employ individuals should encourage um, that type of, of, you know, work yeah. ethic, okay. because... I'm
1: not saying, like, I, to deal with this. I, hold my
2: on. work day concludes at 5, but I will prioritize this first thing tomorrow. My new mantra yeah. That's what I'm saying I like her <laughs> I love her I, love, I her. love her So my work day concludes at 5 But I will prioritize Prioritize this first thing tomorrow And, and that's exactly <laughs> that's it a- Oh I, I'm Listen I'm not chastising you For how you choose to work Obviously you work You do a great job And you know You're good at what you do
1: Also my job's a little weird Because I have shows And so there's evenings And it's just like yeah, Right so, so, Yeah but
0: those, those evenings You already know you, You're scheduled to work Right Because of that event
1: Them bitches Right
2: but just you know, it's, know your yeah. value, know your worth, and know that know that you you also need to be able to disconnect.
1: Yeah, I'm like, girl, and having I'm not going to name names, but they are giving me grays. Yeah,
2: and having you know, for example, <laughs> work email on your personal phone. Cannot, or,
1: I won't.
0: Not unless turn, they're not I'll unless they're going to pay for your phone bill. I'll mm-hmm.
1: turn it off when I go away for the first week, but I I can't, I cannot. Yeah,
2: and you know, it's, it, that's just you know, that's right. how I feel about it. And I don't know how anybody feels. If you want My
1: coworker is great about it. She is so good about it. Like, she has such hard, like, no. She won't even respond to a text, even if it's like a personal thing, until the next day, which is fine. Like, I, I never ever would ever right. like.
2: And you respect that. Yeah, I right? respect that. But like. Because she set her boundaries. You should do the same. It's just. It's
1: harder when you're at a different, when you're at a different level
2: and you're, it's just different. It doesn't matter. You're not on the clock I mean, at so, 10 so, o'clock I'm at night. Sorry. <clears throat>
1: like, I'm sorry. Like, like if Frank, if I'm not going to say names, but if the CEO were to message you at six o'clock at night and say, I need you, it's very important.
2: I would punch in because I would make buku money and
1: you would then respond. Respond. I don't, and punch, then ca- I don't get to
2: punch in and him. then call him because they should know better. Right per my contract you yeah, call me in after out. hours that's that's short notice you know I, So oh, yeah, that, I, at that, that point, for I, us
0: as a union member yeah, yeah I, that, I, that, I make that decision as to
2: whether or not i want to accept right um but no i wouldn't even respond i wouldn't <clears throat> i would call the next day at six o'clock in the morning oh my god is everything okay sorry i was dealing with my booty hole uh, are you okay i was getting my my booty Hope, how I, you know, just I'm just saying, yeah. How anyway, enough of that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do clearing a, out some old yeah. pipes, yeah.
1: But we but do anyway. live in a culture of work guilt, and yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to move away from that, break away from it. I will transfer. help you
2: in any which way I can. I will continue to encourage that <laughs> behavior in you because yep. it is healthy,
0: yeah. But paid time, yeah, it's paid time off. You get paid to take your time, so exactly. Take mm. that. Yeah, I did the same thing, I booked, I'm, I'm off that. Week of Thanksgiving as well, mm-hmm. and a few days prior to that. So I'll be gone like almost 15 days, my yeah. first stint, and then Christmas, <laughs> between Christmas and and New Year's, I took some time off as well, and I'll be gone almost 16, 17 days from the office. That's and like, amazing. That's and I was amazing. like, I need time away, and right. I emailed my boss today. I was like, this is my what I'm looking at taking off, and people will be available during those days. So. Right. You know, there shouldn't be an issue with mm-hmm. coverage. He was like, okay, hey, enjoy your time off.
1: It's yeah. so funny because hey. when I mentioned to like all of the directors at my job, I was like, yeah, no, I'm off for two weeks in November. They were like, what? Yeah. Like, it was almost like, what?
0: Really? Like, You're taking you? time off?
1: <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gone for two weeks. I'll be at that one board meeting. But I mean, that's it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, no, I, um, I carried over three vacation days from my previous year.
0: I still have like one and a half days left. I
2: Not this I year. left just in I'm case. I'm using them all. Yeah. Mm. I'm using them all. I'm adding three more Mondays.
0: <laughs> well I lost I lost Between a week now. Yeah. I lost the week the year prior. Right. Due to my, you know, medical halting. So, right. so I lost a week. So this year I'm like, I okay, I'm mm-hmm. taking it all. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking it all.
2: So So the, the moral so the moral of the story, folks, is to Take your PTO. Make sure that you're taking your PTO, your personal time, use your sick time wisely to navigate, you know, any appointments you may have. Um, you know, just use it. Use it. Trust me. It's because you're just a number. They really don't care about you. And when you're gone, they'll replace you with someone else who's more younger and more hungrier. And we will cast you down and gayer and gayer. It was so,
0: gayer.
2: so funny
1: the other day. I don't know what was said, but um, I had somebody reach out to me about a job, and I was I, I'm interested in the job. And then they sent me the job description. They're like, you yeah, know, if you're interested, please apply. And and I don't know what happened, but my boss said something to me, and I looked at him. I was like, look, I got job offers. So you you say, let me know. You want me to go? Let me know. I'll do
2: this. <laughs> Bye. Bye. (laughs) I cannot with her. Um, But no, it is healthy. So, you know, just just know that. Know that. Especially, you know, the holiday season is coming. Um, You know, it's it's an important time, especially after being too cooped up for two fucking years. Doesn't that
1: feel like yesterday?
2: Yes. Mm. You know, it's sad to think that it's been three years since we officially announced that COVID was a thing. Right. In the month of March of 2020 we started shutting things down and oh, here we it's are four. it's 2023 now we're about what? to go into four years now this oh, okay. upcoming That's 2024 right. That's right. That's right. um it's you know it, it's crazy so you know if and if we if if there was something that we learned with our experience with COVID, at least in this generation and the people that lived through this pandemic is to not take things for granted because you just never know and um I don't know about you, but I learned so much throughout COVID of what I didn't need in life, right? There were so many things that I used to do. I used to work seven days a week, Yeah, seven days a week. I did that for 14 years, mm-hmm. right? Worked my Monday through Friday, worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday at a bar for 14 years. Yeah. And then the bars shut down. I didn't need the money. Well, I, lied. I Maybe I did need the money, but I didn't miss <laughs> the money. And so when it was time to reopen those bars, I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, well. I'm done.
1: Yeah. It, um, Paul asked me to cover a shift this weekend.
2: Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and um, originally I was going to work on the Sunday, but then somebody else took it, which was I only whenever fine, right. like I'll you know I'll celebrity bar attend whenever, and then he celebrity. Goes, well, I guess that would be like, um, not celebrity, but like a
2: guest bartender.
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, cameo.
0: he's a cameo. Appears.
1: I was like, no, I'm sorry, I've got a show that uh, show that day, so I can't. And then he's like, well, when does the show end? I'm like, well, I should be getting out around like nine nine thirty. He's like, yeah, well, the shit doesn't start till nine. I was like, do you not understand? That's why I quit like i quit because i work all day i'm not working all night too right right
2: so (laughs) so it's important it is it is
1: anyway that was so like not gay enough let's cover something gay before we go to break
2: okay so what do you want to cover do you have something lined up or do you want me to go and and you know bring the mood down well, not necessarily down. I mean, it's. I think it's it's wonderful news coming from Orlando, Florida. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Or yeah, sure. Okay, so so the city of Orlando officials in the city of Orlando specifically, the mayor, um, has submitted a bid or have plans to purchase the site of the Pulse nightclub shooting, and the reason for that is to ensure, obviously, that nothing else happens to that site, but mainly because. Um, there has been a long fight about the future of that Pulse Club a location, uh, and it's about to be resolved because the city of Orlando is, in a sense, you know, bidding to be able to buy the property. Um, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer announced on Wednesday that he wants the city to make an offer um, for the site of the 2016 Pulse shooting which is still the deadliest attack on the LGBTQ plus community in American history. The Orlando city council on Monday will consider offering $2 million for the club. Uh, The plan from that point would be to, uh, to construct a somber memorial on the location and obviously creating the memorials uh, for the victims of the tragedy has been, a challenging endeavor because the current plans for the memorial to be built some somewhere besides the actual pulse site um, has been in a sense controversial. But I mean, what do you do other than build a memorial where this happened and not allow any other business to eventually, you know, erect another structure there, you know, Um, it it is one of that's
1: tough. Part of me is like reopen the club.
2: I mean, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I don't know that, that that's well, part of it is like, that's a, all right. So I think just kind of seeing the way things go with, with certain things. I think a lot of new people might show up right? just curious and that may die down. So right. depending on the business that's that reopens, they might have a okay beginning, but that may die down right. people that, that were uh, patrons uh, patrons of that specific club at some point yeah you know that that were there that night right. are not probably gonna even want to set foot
2: right and who's yeah, to that say night. that you won't have another you know
0: uh, yeah some ass some ass
2: ass hat trying to be a copycat you know yeah. in the new space so um
0: it, it's, it's a iffy subject
2: right. right
1: there's also like a part of me that's like almost standing up and saying we're not closing our doors right so there's like it's it's like a double-edged sword yes i think a memorial would be um beautiful and you know serve its purpose in a way but at the same time there's something to be said about reopening (laughs) and, and and saying you know we're still here we're still queer and you can attack us but we're not going to back down
2: like i'm almost thinking that you know it could be some sort of like a combination right build your memorial and then also build an adjacent you know um lgbtq plus center that offers services to community members and youngsters in that orlando area right so that you know you can take a tragedy and make you know and and come up with something that still benefits the community regardless of how horrible that day was, mm-hmm. right? I don't think a club is going to do that. Yeah. You know.
1: No, yeah, no I know. I think it's just like a it's yeah.
2: No. Yeah. But but I think, you know, I I think that uh, Mayor Dyer um is on is on the right track. I mean, in my opinion, I think it's the best thing to do. Um I don't think that, you know, that site should be allowed to be sold to to a developer or anything like that. I think that you know the city in this case is doing the right thing. You know, will taxpayers feel like you know spending two million dollars of of taxpayer money on buying in Florida in Florida? Um, would they feel that that's adequate or that that's warranted or even you know something that they should do? That's a different story because given the nature of politics in Florida right now, it's it's very touch. It's a very touchy thing. I, I would,
1: you know, honestly, almost like if that, if I were the owner, I'd, I don't know exactly where the money is going to, like who they're buying it from, right. but obviously, you know, take a portion of the money, make sure that you're, you're, you're okay. But 2 million is a lot, like take a portion of it, do something special with it, do something for the community, make right. it, make it, make it worth People paying taxes for it. You know, I, that may not sound that uh, that's not right, but like
2: something that will get back to the community. Yeah.
1: I mean like we're, so I'm working. So currently we're, we're looking at honoring the previous executive director at our next gala. And I couldn't figure out what the hell I wanted to do. Right. I couldn't figure out like giving them a chair, great, whatever. But we decided that we want to move forward and we're going to go ahead and set up a scholarship fund for kids that want to go into the arts um, in his name and like something like that right? right something that that can make a make a difference in the community um would be something really great coming from the whole from thing. that whole tragedy yeah. i agree okay
2: all right well um that was uh an interesting um thing but you know thank you to the mayor of uh, the city of orlando uh for taking an interest in ensuring that you know that site is protected in some way Um, But what we're going to do now is uh, we do have to take a break because we do have our guests coming uh, on the show shortly after. So I am going to, you know, just take that break. And uh, we We will. We are going to take that break. Yes, we will be be right back. (laughs) All right, ladies and gents, welcome back from the break. Thank you. We needed that little respite to sort of kind of recharge um we're just waiting on our guests to join us on the live stream so we're gonna go ahead and just you know chit chat for a little bit uh more um and uh and wait for the great doctor to join us so um while we do that can y'all like comprehend the shit show that's going on the house of representatives right now we have no speaker (laughs) we still have no speaker Like you would think Two votes, two names? Maybe I should run for speaker Uh, You know me, I love to speak That's a hard pass (laughs) Come on, Nick Would you support me? No No? Uh, Maybe Jaybird?
0: Compared to what we've already witnessed Can't get any worse
2: It can't get any worse (laughs) I mean, I I think I'm pretty pragmatic, don't you think? No Oh my God (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I love them I love them, so Um, Yeah, no, it's a shit show, man. So they're on vote number two. Uh, I think uh, Rep. Jordan, uh, which is a hard right-liner. J.J. J.J. um, Is, um, you know, put his name in the hat twice in a row now, and twice he's been turned down. And then there's uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Obviously, he's the leader, uh, the minority leader in the Democratic Party, who keeps getting 212 votes. And all he needs is four Republicans to sort of kind of shift over. And can you imagine if a House of Representatives controlled by the Republican Party ends up with a de facto speaker from the Democratic Party? I don't think that's ever happened in history.
1: I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I'm <laughs> We're a somebody. nation of many firsts. So,
2: you know, it's been um, somebody's calling me on my cell phone. Okay, hello. This might be us. Hello?
0: Yes.
2: Oh, you know what? Let me let me resend you the link. I'm going to um I'm going to text it to you to this number right now. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We're going to add a cast. Okay, let's see. We're going to copy this link. Oh, my
1: God. I love everything about it. Yeah. It's like like a Zoom meeting. This this is what... (laughs) Literally. So, I had a board meeting this past week, or no, last week, and my coworker sent out a different link than we had created for the meeting. And so, I had started the meeting, but no one was joining. And now, we're like five minutes in. I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, shit. wrong wrong link (laughs) so i had to start another meeting oh my god it's
2: it's, you know it's the it's what happens you know you you do a live show things happen difficulties and difficulties but you know what we're gonna get him the link now and um yeah so hopefully this will work let me go into the notes and do that see this is what happens when you do a live show people it's you just never know how things are just gonna end up so i'm gonna copy the link and just say Google phone and then i'm going to go ahead and message this phone number and this whole
0: process is almost as as difficult as laryngologist (laughs) 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 we spent what five ten minutes just making sure we pronounced it correctly
2: (laughs) laryngologist right right
0: you know you and i think the issue with us is because we're bilingual I don't know about you, but I still think in Spanish a lot of the times, even though I I've mean, been speaking English for years. Right.
1: I'm starting to think in Spanish. <laughs> Let's be honest. Me that not. Halloween costume that I sent you guys. Yeah.
2: I would do it. Muerte
1: de... Con, con, what, did it, what was it? Muerte de... Chancleta. Chancleta.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the one with, that, with the... the Cancleta sticking out the head. With the flip-flop. Oh, yes. my God. That's amazing hopefully he'll get this link he can probably join from his phone and uh yeah no muerte por chancleta i would love por that chancleta, yeah. yeah 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 you should totally I literally saw
1: it and thought of you so well yeah. actually i thought of your mom but
2: <laughs> my mom throwing a, a, a flip-flop at me of course how poor not are necessarily
1: you but one of the men in her life <laughs>
2: all right well listen we got dr mendelson on which is great fantastic let me Yay. just get him on the on the uh, live stream here, Doctor Ab Mendelson, thank you so much for joining us. Our apologies for all the technical difficulties
3: because you know I'm I'm old. I'm old. That's just the way it works.
1: <laughs> no. So are we. So you're fine. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Doctor Mendelson, you are a laryngologist, obviously a throat expert. Uh, you've been doing a lot of great work and at the forefront of advanced techniques uh, for conditioning of the mouth and throat and you're here to talk about you know your work with gender affirming voice surgery and also your continuing work uh with the uh transgender community so welcome to the show and thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us tonight of course
1: and because Uh, you're brand new important i'll pause for a second i'm nick
0: and i'm jay (laughs) that's tom
3: (laughs) hi tom I have a confession to make. I did listen to an episode from a couple weeks ago. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, um, No, are you kidding me? It was fantastic because that was the episode that you guys had just experienced the bomb threat. And um, I was like, this is exactly what we need to be doing. This is great. We just need to be... um, having these conversations and and understanding that there's way too much hate in this world so kind of loved it and kind of got to know you guys a little bit so it's fun to be able to get i, to see I you love know. how he says kind of
2: kind of i loved it that's okay
3: <laughs> but we love you thank no. you for joining us
2: that was that was a hard <laughs> episode it was, it was. Not, that was yeah. tough it yeah. was yeah, that it was. Was, that was no joke no joke so before we get started why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can get to know you a little
3: bit more and then we'll jump right into our questions please. Okay. So my name is AB Uh First name is like the alphabet AB uh, short for Abraham. Uh, let's see. Grew up in San Diego. Uh went to UCLA medical school. uh, went to UCLA residency for either ear, nose and throat, otolaryngology, head and neck surgery. They're all the same exact thing. Um, and within ear, nose and throat, usually some people can choose either ear, nose or throat. And I chose the throat. I think what makes us human, our voice um, our speech, our ability to eat and drink. Um, I just think that that's just kind of the core essence of who we are. And so it just fascinates me in terms of how it works. Um, and so I, I chose that as a subspecialty. It did advanced training both at UCLA as well as in Belgium, um, where I think someone is still vacationing, um, and um, came back and joined the UCLA faculty, was there for about uh, 12 years, Um, and then recently just joined an incredible group in the Los Angeles community called the LA Center for ENT, easy enough to remember. And uh, here I am, Um, just really trying to spread spread the word. Mm -hmm. Um, My first uh, exposure to gender-affirming care was actually back in fellowship in Europe. Um, Obviously, um, in a lot of the progressive areas, really for leading the leading the fight um, ahead of the United States. Um, but I came back and really wasn't able to practice a lot of what I was hoping to do um, just because a lot of people don't have bags of cash to pay for this. And finally, it's been only since, I would say about four years ago, we really started to see insurance companies understanding that this is not um, cosmetic. This is not something that people are just you know, choosing on a whim. This is care that they absolutely need and deserve. And finally, again, getting the coverage that uh, is is overdue. Mm -hmm.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about gender-affirming voice surgery because I didn't even know that was a thing. So can you explain a little bit, what is the process with that? Um, And honestly, what is it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? So when we think about anyone who transitions uh, meaning their uh, their gender is not the same as the assigned sex at birth um, their life is extremely challenging Mm -hmm. for so many different ways and I can't even begin to fathom Uh, I've had a front row seat but as a cis individual I really just don't understand Um, but uh, what we attempt to do across the board, across almost every aspects, whether it's internally, hormonally, whether it is or isn't regarding the genitalia. Which honestly, it is a totally individual uh, decision to make any changes. Right. Um, every aspect of who we are really has some aspect of our gender tied into it, and really, you know, even before the COVID years, but certainly once the once the masking started and, and virtual meetings uh, really came into our mainstay, um, our voice is really is what tells people who we are. We have our masks on; people can't really see. We can certainly wear our hair in any different ways, um, but to understand who someone is, a lot of times we just pick up the phone and we okay, we're speaking to a man, we're speaking to a woman, we're speaking mm-hmm. to a boy, we're speaking to a girl. We can tell generally someone's age just by a few words on the phone. And we, we do this subconsciously. We don't even understand it. Um, and it's incredibly painful if um, I pick up the phone and say, hi, sir, how are you? And, and I'm speaking with a woman. And whether that woman is cis or trans, uh, it's hurtful. It's not just hurtful. Uh, it's downright traumatic, uh, particularly when someone is still trying to understand who they are uh, for me. Um, A.B. is a lot of times Miss Miss uh, misread as Abby and people call me Miss Abby Mendelssohn. For me, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm, I'm good. You want to call me Miss Abby Mendelssohn? No problem. Um, I certainly know that, you know, you're probably a telemarketer. Um, but if someone is really trying to understand who they are, um, really going through that, and that's an area that is a particular um, concern for them. Um, misgendering someone on the phone, even if I'm a well-meaning person, uh, can be really, really traumatic. So much of the, to the point where a lot of our transgender individuals just won't use the phone. I mean, right. or won't use Zoom, or won't go through a drive-through window. Um, and that's really just the tip of the iceberg when we think about the the impact um, that that uh, we have. Let alone as as you guys have covered plenty mm-hmm. in terms of the actual hate that's out there.
2: Mm-hmm. So let let me ask you a question. So politically. Right now, uh, gender affirming care is um, under attack in a lot of different spaces and a lot of different states and a lot of different state houses. How does a program like yours based out of California, for example, interact with a potential patient in a state in where gender affirming care is banned?
3: Yeah, um, first and foremost, um, it's it's really tough to be on the sidelines watching what's going on uh, in terms of legislating hate into many of our states and mm-hmm. even federally. And so that's been been difficult. Um, I, I, I am embarrassed to say I'm somewhat of a of a of a not a real soldier in this fight. Why? Um, I, I, I only treat adults. I don't treat children. Um, it's just not part of my practice cis or trans. Um, and I don't perform surgeries that could be uh, misconstrued as what people uh, incorrectly call, you know, disfiguring or, or, or sterilization, or all these 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 trigger words that, that people are using in the media. Um, so what I do in my trach shave patients, my vocal uh, feminization patients, um, these are considered, I would say, somewhat on the out outer aspects in terms of uh, what's really going on in the meat and potatoes. When we think about, you know, we have these really hateful people saying, you know, death penalty for anybody who sterilizes a child, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not involved in that. I'm certainly crying on the sidelines, but um, it's really, it's been tough. It's an emotional, emotional uh, journey for, for anybody and particularly those who who it affects directly. Mm -hmm.
1: So, You know, thinking about your journey in general, um, first, I would say that I you are on the front lines. And I think that the work that you do is more than, you know, what you assume it is. I think people and I know individuals currently that are going through their transition and their surgeries and the struggles that they're going through, like a service like this for them would be Mm life-changing you know it would change their world so all that said right how how did you find yourself on this journey where you are now looking at actually helping somebody adjust the way they speak
3: um so philosophically and then we can talk about like how it actually happens but philosophically for me um I'm a Jewish individual. Uh, I also happen to be cis and straight. It's really weird. So I was like, well, why are you even? Oh wait, he's with- straight? Hold on. And yeah, no, sorry. Is that I'm joking. Is that it? Is yeah. that the end of the conversation? Uh, no, not at not. all. Not at all. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, not at all. Wow, that's all are all um, are welcome here. You're there, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, so for me, um I was first um again. I'm here, I'm a doctor, anybody I can help. Why re- really this is an area which, again, I'm trying to get the word out. And this is an area of particular importance to me because for me, I get to operate on hate. And I, I've been a victim of hate for for mm-hmm. who I am and what I believe in and right. how I practice my life. And if I can help one individual avoid that or protect them in any way, um, it's a privilege. Uh, certainly it's my job. It's my duty as a physician to do that. Um, but why it's so important to me, because like you guys are saying, it is a incredible opportunity to see someone's life absolutely getting turned from not being not not very good to all of a sudden being something that's uh that's something that everybody can be proud of. And so for me, it's just been a blessing and a little bit, I got involved and then get a little bit more a little more and see a few more patients and learning more about what it means to do a good tracheal shave on an Adam's apple. I thought, well, I take a really big Adam's apple and turn into a little Adam's apple. I'm like, yeah, I totally did it. And then all of a sudden I had this wonderful patient and she came post-op and she's like, of course, so grateful. And she turned to me, she goes, but I still have, a, a, I still have an Adam's apple. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, okay, maybe I still have a lot to learn here. Right. Um, So it's been a journey for me. Um, Certainly when we talk about vocal feminization or even vocal masculinization, we can also talk about as well for our trans men.
2: I I usually Um, don't um, talk about, you know, the process, right. And um, Mm -hmm. it's very hard when you're, for example, uh, addressing members of our community, specifically the transgender community, right. You don't want to, um, you know, in a way, offend anyone, you know, for trying to be who they are. But can you speak a little bit about the process itself, right? Like what, what does one have to go through that journey before you get to that point where you actually go through the procedure itself?
3: Perfect. So listen, across the board, for any medical procedure, the best surgery is no surgery. So if we can somehow reach our goals, Without surgery, that's always going to be our first line. So when we think about voice feminization, really, because it's the vast majority, and the reason why I just take a quick aside, uh, depending on what paper you read, about 60 to 70% of our trans men can reach their vocal goals with their testosterone therapy alone with hormonal therapy, and that's just not true with... Uh, estrogen or or uh, feminization hormonal therapy, um, we do not see reliably any type of voice changes. So a lot of the conversation is ta- is 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 really speaking to vocal feminization for our trans women. Um, the best surgery is no surgery, mm-hmm, and so right. it's not necessarily hurdles that anybody needs to go through. It's generally speaking just a conversation. Come in either on video or to the office, um, and we just sit there. And we just have a conversation. Hey, what's going on? And um, so many of, 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 of my patients know I, I have two questions when I sit down to a room or when I sign on to a Zoom, which is, what's your preferred name? Do you have preferred pronouns? And then that's it. And then the rest of it's time. I'm just listening. And I'm yeah. saying, what's going on in your life? What's, what's happening? What, what is preventing you from living a full and confident and, and happy life? Um, are you, have you been a victim of of trauma or violence or hate in your life? I'd love to hear about that if that's something you feel comfortable sharing with me. Um, and generally, again, if if the motivation has been to make a consultation for voice, again, it's usually a pretty common story about you know cold sweats right before you pull up to a, a drive through window, um, inability to function professionally, uh, withdrawal from any type of social interactions just because I, this, my voice is not a reflection of who I am. And again, going back to the data, at least 50% of our trans women can reach all of their vocal goals, including their pitch, um, with voice therapy alone, which means they don't need me. I'm here as support. I'm here to listen. I'm here to make sure that any insurance authorization paperwork can get filled out. Um, but I'm actually not doing physically anything to that person which is fantastic. I tell them I'm, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader if that happens. Uh, I don't, I don't need surgeries. Uh, it'd be great. If one day there's just no need for any more surgeries and that's great. That means we win. Um, but like we said, 50% of our trans women, despite doing everything they can in voice therapy, just can't get there. And a lot of times, depending on body size and height and how, large the vocal cords are because uh masculine vocal cords are longer and thicker than a uh, woman's vocal cords. There's just structurally sometimes uh, not- nothing to be done except for really going in there um, and doing a potential procedure. Mm-hmm. There've been a host of different surgical approaches, but the approach that I use is uh, been one that's been described out of South Korea. Uh, the surgeon over there has done over 500 vocal feminization surgeries. So, Um, a very large center for uh, medical tourism. It's a Yisan voice clinic. I really encourage the audience. Uh, They have a wonderful uh, website. Uh, They have a really nice Instagram. Uh, They don't have a large uh, following, um, but I certainly do follow them and they post some really nice before and afters. Um, And basically what we do endoscopically, meaning through the mouth, there's no cuts on the skin, is... Uh, the best um, analogy I've come up with is like putting a capo on the end of a guitar guitar has Mm -hmm. ability to play a lot of different sounds, but if you put a capo, all the strings now um, are just a little bit elevated in their pitch. Right. And that's what we do endoscopically with some stitches. That's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so cool.
1: So I just want to go back a little bit um, and then talk more about the actual procedure. But when somebody comes to you and they're, Most of them are already on hormones, I'm assuming, or blockers Mm -hmm. of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you go about then working with whoever is already prescribing them this medication to get them to that goal that you're looking for before actually performing a procedure?
3: Um, So I actually don't have hormonal goals or needs. So I, again back to like my comment about being a tourist, I can act independently. Um, I actually have a few uh, patients, uh, a few trans women that are just not on hormon- hormonal therapy. That's not a requirement. Uh, we cannot um, expect that they'll get any benefit from a vocal improvement from hormonal therapy. That's different than our trans men. If if I had an opportunity to meet um, uh, perhaps a recently transitioned um, man, um, who was not on testosterone therapy, I would, uh, first make that referral and, and get them hooked up with a, either an endocrinologist or um, a family practitioner who specializes in gender affirming care to make sure that they started safely on testosterone therapy. So, uh, from a hormonal standpoint, it's, I always like to know what they're on, obviously just to get a good understanding Um, When I first started learning about gender affirming care, there's like a cookbook approach. It was like, okay, first you're going to go on hormones, and then you're going to get top surgery, and then you're going to get bottom surgery, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to facial fem, and then lastly, you do voice therapy, and you go through and check that list. And that's just not the way that the world works. I mean, every individual has something different. And so it's just really for us, the medical community, say, okay, here's everything that's available to you, and let's understand the risks and benefits, and and what are you ready to do, and understand that these are not expiring offers, and this is not like oh, hurry up or you know you won't get the surgery. And I've heard some crazy, crazy stories, um, really, from my patients, in, in from from other experiences, and it's just uh, it's it's unfortunate, and and, and it, it would be uh, be funny if it wasn't so sad,
2: right. So uh, given given the specialization um, in in gender affirming care, um, do you or other doctors um, within your practice are part of any like, you know, consortium or organization of doctors um, that offer um, a variety of services? Is there like, you know, like, hey, go to this website and you're going to see all of the doctors that we work with to sort of kind of give you a well-rounded,
3: you know, service um in a sense mm-hmm. for you to be able to to find yeah, what i you I, need. I know what you're asking um one day will be where you, what, what what you're what you're describing in terms of really saying okay here's all of the resources that are available to you specifically for my patients who are out of state um it was really almost i would say a year and a half ago we've been we were trying to get um, a young girl out from Alabama. Um, and it was just it was just horrible to understand. There were just no resources. There were just no resources available for her. Um and so yeah, one day that's gonna be that's going be possible. Right now, in terms of the consortium, the W Path the World, that's the World Organization for Gender Affirming Care, the W organization has uh, annual meetings um internationally they they publish standards of care for gender-affirming care and that's publicly available they just literally just redid their guidelines um, within the last 12 months updated uh, with all the recent data evidence demonstrating just exactly what we're talking about this is not just someone's whim. this is scientifically demonstrated to improve lives and so there's just there's just no two ways about it. So there is a consortium but the resource lists depends on where the person lives. Wow. And and you know
2: sadly unfortunately given you know the nature of politics in this country and and you know how religion certain religions in a sense interject themselves in po- in political um arenas uh, can affect heavily how you know those resources can be accessed in yes. certain states. Now um Obviously you've, you've been doing this now for, for quite a while. Uh, is there, um, uh, uh an instance or a, a patient success story that you have that is, you know, that sticks with you, um, in particular?
3: Um, I can think of a few who really, um, um, uh, We really were able to get like that teary moment where, um, again, either after vocal surgery or tracheal shave, I literally call in the staff not to point and jab, but so we can all like almost hug and just celebrate this victory together. Um, we've done that several times and sometimes it's just like so impactful. Like everybody's like, okay, I'm taking the rest of the day off. We're, We're all going, we're all going out. Um, Um, but I would say the one experience that really kind of shines, and again, unfortunately it's built on tragedy, but this was actually just before the surgery, um, and we're positioning and making sure everything's padded and there were just like these horrible lines of scar right across the wrist and, and, you know, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what those were. And it was just, it was just so, um, I don't know, it was like just a ton of ton of bricks falling my head in terms of different emotions that we're going through. But overall it just, it was so empowering to me to know just how much good we're doing. And if it's, and if that was just the only person that we were, and that was for a vocal feminization surgery, and if that's the only thing that that person needed and I could somehow turn that around from, from their suicide attempts to living a full and happy life and, you know, just retire and call it a day and and we're good, but obviously we're not ready to stop just yet.
1: Oh my God, he's making me emotional.
2: (laughs) He gets emotional very quickly. Uh, That first and foremost, you you know, you very well know, knowing that you're working directly with members of our community, um, and you know, it's specifically a subgroup of our community, the transgender community. You know how. Prevalent, um, you know, attempts at suicide and actually successful people that that have actually been successful in taking their lives because mm-hmm. of the hurdles and because of the the walls that society builds in it's not only, a wanting to allow them to just be who they want to be. And it's
1: only getting yeah. worse with right. this political climate right now. Um, oh, you, yeah.
2: you know, it, it's it's always good to, to be able to to feel that, you know, you make a change in in someone's life. Um, that could potentially be life changing, you know. As we say, um, it, it's not an easy thing because you know, even outside of just the trans community, even in the in the rest of our subgroups, you know, you you have people, for example, that live in states where they make it impossible for you to even just exist.
3: Yeah. Sure, yeah. And,
2: and and what is your message as as an individual who is offering services to to? a specific subset subset of our community to those individuals that are, that are going through challenges right now?
3: Wow. Um, Uh, It's a great question. Uh, There there are so many. Well, first and foremost, I think the most important thing, honestly, this is going to, I'm going to turn it right back around at you guys. And I would say, listen to more podcasts, listen to to episodes, and to programs like this to understand you're not alone. Right. Because can I go in there and raise your pitch 100 hertz? Sure, no problem. But it's just a drop in the bucket. It's a drop in the bucket when you think about you know, feeling alone, feeling isolated, feeling depressed, and feeling like there's no hope in this world. But understanding that there's unfortunately always going to be challenges. Mm-hmm. And certainly a lot of these problems are not going to be fixed in our generation. I hope they do. But I honestly don't think it's going to, it's going to be anytime soon that they're really fixed. You know, we'll, we'll make strides, we'll make improvements, uh, but we're not going to fix them just quite yet. Um, they need to understand you're not alone. You're not alone. And however bad it is, wherever you are, um, there are a lot of people in very different locations that are going through the exact same thing. And if you can in any way, God, you know, there's so much evil in social media, but there's also so much good in social media. Yeah. There's so much ability to reach out and connect when you feel isolated and alone. And I think that message can save lives. But certainly we'd love to talk to you, too, if there's anything I can do to sit down. <laughs> Well, I mean, you
1: are know, we making him emotional?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, totally. Oh, I, I'm such a teddy bear. No, it's it's, it's not even. I know. Thing. I kind of oh. want to
1: reach out and hug you
2: right Move now. Right.
3: Yeah. Before
1: I have to say, I just want to ask one more question. I'm just going to ask another question. Yes. Come right Um here. So <laughs> we talked a little bit about the procedure, but we really didn't talk about the recovery time, right? Yes, and we right. also mentioned earlier that, you know, over time, your voice changes. So mm-hmm. when you think about the recovery time and the effects of the surgery, what can someone expect when recouping and then moving forward in life? If Will they expect to have, the, have to have the surgery again
3: or? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So the reason why I choose to only offer the procedure that has been described out of the Ysan Voice Clinic, it's got a really long, complicated name. It's just annoying, but it's... Shortened term is called vocal feminization surgery, glottoplasty. Um, The reason why I choose this is because A has long term effects, meaning this should be lifelong. This should not require any additional surgical uh, procedures, no touch ups or anything, really. Excuse me, we're seeing decades long. Um, and so from that standpoint it's, it really is should be one and done now you may go from sounding like a young woman to an old woman and that's okay because mm-hmm. as you go along in life that's just unfortunately is what happens to some of us we just get older and older um, but that is not an expectation um, in terms of the actual procedure the procedure is actually not um, uh, painful it's relatively quick takes about an hour you go home the same day uh, the recovery is really mainly centered or focused around the voice uh, the voice rest that's required because we're manipulating stitching the vocal cords uh we can't have you talking um dr kim who is the designer and author of this approach in in south korea he recommends four weeks of complete and utter voice rest. I kind of disagree with him. I think that's a little bit more than necessary, but I do recommend two weeks of absolutely no talking. And that is a long time to go with no talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully texting. There's a lot of ways to go around uh, writing, throwing things, you know, just, just, you know, you, you get your point across pretty well. Um, um after those two weeks, start voicing. Um, during the surgery, however, uh, it has been my practice, and I believe Dr. Kim is doing this as well, is we inject Botox into the vocal cords and Botox from a wrinkle standpoint will take away those wrinkles, but it weakens the muscles which cause the cause the wrinkles. When I inject into the vocal cords, it actually weakens the vocal cords on purpose to limit someone's ability to accidentally mess things up yeah. so they can stay safe. So when they s- start speaking two weeks later, the voice is kind of meh, and that's a lot of the swelling as well as the Botox. And we really right. see a slow improvement over the next three months. And really, from the day of surgery until about three months, it's pretty good. And that three months, it's just remarkable what what, what the outcomes are. It's amazing what Botox
2: can do, man. Literally. You, can, you can literally Botox in, inject Botox into a chicken breast and it's cooked. Yes, You're yes. done. Oh, absolutely. There's I like love nothing you can't do.
1: So, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you know, we have another doctor that comes on the show like every couple of months now. Um, love. I love Dr. G, but we we always talk about putting Botox in our butts. So yeah.
2: He's a proctologist. Yeah. We call him our butt whisperer. So he talks about it, it's 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 insane. <laughs> it's insane. But um you know what what I would like to say to you, Mr. Mendelssohn, I, I Mr Doctor Mendelssohn, excuse me.
0: So formal <laughs>
2: He earned that uh, what I would like to say to you is you know in, in having a conversation with you today here on the show i I see I can visibly see your compassion for what you do and for our community, and I think that if it hasn't been said, thank you, thank you for oh. taking the time to as a cisgender male who's straight. Uh, taking yeah. the time to learn about one of the most vulnerable uh, subsections of our community and for offering Absolutely. a service and educating yourself and, and being human mm-hmm. because yeah. that, that in itself alone is value. It, it's valuable. Yeah. It's gold because, you know, you may not be able to provide all of these services that you obviously specialize in, but being human is free. Being compassionate yeah. about someone's um, situation there's no cost to that. And um, I feel that, that your, your intentions on, in, in helping members of our community is genuine and your compassion really just comes through vocally and in, you know, in in emotionally, emotionally, it's just insane. So thank
3: you. No, of course. Um, Like I said, it it really is. It's cliche and it sounds trite, but it is a privilege. Um, My life is better. Uh, My kids brag about it all the time, what I get to do. Um, um, it's just something real special. We did, uh, again, we did a trach shave this afternoon in a surgery center that had never seen gender affirming care. And so not only did we help our trans individual who had a stellar tracheal shave, but, um, every single person who worked there, whether it was our front desk folks, um, whether it was the nurses, what is the anesthesiologist, everybody left today just a little bit better and it was it was so cool that's amazing and i think yeah. we're going to leave today's episode
2: just a little bit better.
1: I'll keep going if you want me to. Or you can cut me off because I, I have other things I want to ask him. But do you well, can go for it. Oh, yeah. Okay, Okay. Oh, yeah. fine. I'll ask two more things. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. There's right, a reason so, I
0: don't talk much during an interview sometimes. Trish has all the good questions. Not all the I time. I try. so am to
3: throw things. Get what, some tennis balls and start.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, toss it at the wall. See if it the sticks.
0: Hit it with
1: the um, cup. So, no. <laughs> one of my questions was about that, Adam, the Adam's apple and mm-hmm. shaving it. And yes. like, I, I, that's got to be extremely painful. And like, I don't know, it's like that. The thought of that scares me. Like, yeah. What is that process like?
3: Yeah. So it doesn't feel good. It for sure is a, of the two feminizing surgeries that I offer uh, between the voice and And the Adam's apple, it is the most, the more intense recovery in terms of the pain. Um, um, But that being said, uh, generally speaking, when someone is living as a woman um, and then something's not right. And again, whether it's just a well-intentioned, but uneducated individual or someone looking for trouble, um, their eyes usually go straight to the neck. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. I'm not sure what, should, how should I, how should I solve this mystery that actually has no business being my mystery, but I'm going to solve it anyway. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a detective here now. I need to know what's in their pants. So I'm going to look at their neck. Right. And so, um, uh, you know, this is uh, just in my very biased opinion, just as impactful in terms of achieving gender affirming care. Um, What is it? You know, if someone's been hit in the throat, you know, a hard, it, it does. It hurts every time you swallow, you know, if you got something stuck in your throat, having that for seven to 10 days, that is not pleasant. There are right. pain meds. Um, and there's ice. And then there's, you know, re encouraging words that this will be temporary and you'll get over it. Um, you will, you will recover. Uh, it's not the worst pain, but it's certainly not something to take lightly in terms yeah. of the recovery process. um, but yeah, it's I was I was going to say it,
2: it it's got to be like quite painful because you're literally shaving you're shaving on something that is in constant move. Every time you swallow it moves. Yes. Every time you move your neck, you <laughs> your head up and down, it moves. So yes. like do you recommend that they sort of kind of, you know, maintain a certain posture? Is that part of the recovery process? Don't swallow as much, don't drink as much. Like to reduce the pain, no. what do you do? What do you recommend? Yeah.
3: Um, just ice and pain medication. Um, actually, um, some of my patients will maintain, like, they won't move. But then, like, the muscles start to spasm. and We get into uh, trouble and other other sources of pain in the recovery process. So, no, I do want them to stretch, gentle massage, um, ice packs. Sometimes uh, uh, heat can, can be helpful as well. Um surprisingly enough, even though it does move up and down, as long as nothing is actually hitting the neck, the front of the neck, uh, swallowing is not that bad. It just feels swollen. Just It's not comfortable, but it's not painful like a sharp pain every time mm-hmm. you swallow, like if you had strep throat or something like that. Uh, there's no question If someone got their tonsils out it is way more painful than a tracheal shape like oh. way 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 more. oh okay. you can
1: handle it I, I've yeah. had that done so you've,
3: I, you've I think got my, this my
0: only question would come down to so sexual activities how would that now we're talking come
3: into play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cuz um, and that is that is, an exactly. <laughs> that is not an infrequent question exactly. That is not an infrequent question. So, um there's a few things in terms of the recovery process and that this is going to be the same for both the tracheal shave as well as the vocal or the vocal feminization surgeries, which is I don't want you in the gym uh for 2 weeks. You can pop a stitch, you can cause something to actually bleed internally. You got to avoid strenuous exercise. And that includes sexual activity. So if something is stressful or strenuous exercise in terms of what happens in the bedroom or wherever the sexual activity will might be taking place, then it's not something I want you to be doing for two weeks. And then the other question is about oral sex. Uh, Again, I can't have you coughing and gagging. Okay, So generally speaking, I say, you know, it's probably the smartest thing just to hold off from oral sex uh, for two weeks. And. I sometimes get an eye roll. Sometimes I get an understanding nod. <laughs> a deep, a I get a
0: deep, h- a deep sigh. I just, I yeah. just literally <laughs>
3: sighed. I was just like, oh. but yeah. So I, I've gotten all sorts of reactions when I say that. I certainly have some partners in the room when I'm saying that in a similar type of kind of spectrum of, of reactions when when we have to go through that. But it's just a very open and honest conversation, which is, hey, listen, there's there's very few people in this world who, who don't enjoy sex. And so it's stupid not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want you to damage something that we've worked so hard um, to get you to a certain point and then start to all the way back in the beginning. So um, it's not to say complete celibacy for two weeks. But again, I need you to not get uh, too active, so to speak, in terms of. Of of exercise activity, and again from from a recipient oral sex, can not have that for two weeks.
1: Honestly, Jay, that was a great question. Yes, yeah. Now you understand. Very frequent question. It's a very frequent (laughs) question. I
3: guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My head's always in the gutter. Oh yeah, we know you're an (laughs) HR issue. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) But um, so before we ask you to plug yourself and tell us where we can find you, um, because. the short show is no longer a short show. Um, okay. I have to ask if you can answer a mystery for me. So, if I like, so literally, I can't pass as a straight man when I speak. I okay. cannot. Some men can. <laughs> Some men can. And same thing I with I same, same thing with Over lesbians. Yeah. What is is it is it? The higher levels of estrogen in our bodies. Like, what is it that changes our voice in a way that makes us actually? Sound. sound the way we sound I, yeah. don't, I don't
2: think you have estrogen but i do think that maybe you're lacking testosterone
3: uh, whatever it is she's
0: an estrogen rocket
3: <laughs> so i've i've uh, another another confession to make i actually the episode that i did listen to i got the gay science at the beginning exactly. and we were talking about that it was fantastic <laughs> i was Tally like Holy, we need tolly yeah i was like I was like, how did you guys know that I would choose that one episode? It was crazy you guys <laughs> talked about hate and voice I was like this is this is this is crazy so it's 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 i I'm thank you because i was I was hoping we we would actually cover that um and actually not only regarding shall we say the ability to out someone just based on their voice and speech patterns from from a gay standpoint or queer standpoint um but it also relates to gender affirming care because all the things that I've discussed in terms of surgery and the stitches, the only thing that I can really do is change the pitch of the vocal cords in terms of the baseline and where they're able to do. But when you answer the telephone, regardless of who's calling, immediately your brain can tell you again, the gender and whether or not you're willing to like, listen to your brain or not, that's a different story. But your brain will immediately assign a gender. But your brain can tell the difference between a very high-pitched male and a low-pitched female, meaning there are so many other factors that play into our ability to understand who we're talking to. And we think about speech patterns we think about what's called resonance that's where the voice echoes i'm trying to demonstrate that i'm a macho guy so i'm resonating my voice down here in my chest as we go up into our face that's considered in our society more and more feminine or effeminate Mm. Um, so that's resonant um word choice um we talk about a little bit of a lisp that 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 people can have um that could be thought as more of a feminine so there's so many, it's so complex, which is why way back when we first got a chance to start talking, we talked about voice therapy and voice therapy really covers all these other aspects. And so if this is something that you're say, I would like to be able to be incognito, let's say, um, I would like to be somewhat of a mystery and we can figure out what, what I am instead of, let's say, being openly um, um, uh, identified as, as someone who is gay. Um, that's more in the voice therapy standpoint. In all those aspects, there is a clear and scientific um, delineation between the word choices, or really even where men and women will stress certain vowels in certain words. Um, it's wild, wild in terms of the complexity. And so the question is, when does it stop uh, becoming a gender thing? When does it stop becoming a sexuality thing? And it's it probably is just no line and it's probably somewhere in the middle. And we've all just mimicked what we think that we should sound like um, in terms of what we want to be, whether it's a parent or a, someone else early on in life. Um, and then we've just done that or, or the friends that we associate with. So, uh, it, you know, it is not it's generally not pitch. What I would say in terms of the quote unquote gay voice, Um, it's more likely a lot of these other aspects or factors that our society would consider effeminate Mm -hmm. and therefore piles on in terms of what would be considered that voice.
2: So would you say that, you know, for example, going through something like like voice therapy, right, to in a sense change? The way right. you speak would be mm-hmm. similar to how actors, for example, go and learn different dialects and, and different accents.
3: Yes and no. So, okay. yes, there's a lot of similarities because there is that training. There is that homework. You, you do have to put that work in. There's a lot. But uh, I do uh, want to point out a difference, which is specifically with our gender affirming voice therapy um, it is not learning how to perform. You're not learning how to put on an act. Okay. You are actually going to retrain how you use your vocal cords and how you use your speech patterns. Mm-hmm. In other words, we are literally changing. It's almost like someone who has a lisp as a young kid, or I actually stu- stu- uh, there. I go right now. I actually, as a, as a child needed voice therapy for a stutter. Um, and so the voice therapy or the speech therapy actually just changes the way that you speak so that you don't have that stutter, for instance, in my case. Um, And so that's really the difference between that and shall we say coaching for like a a role uh, in a movie. Wow.
2: And in your, in your opinion, obviously in your learned opinion, how long do you think um, going through these, these sessions, uh, will it take before you start? You start realizing, okay, I'm getting to where I want to be.
3: Like, how long yeah. is that process? Six weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, you may not reach the, the the finish line in six weeks, but in six weeks, we'll have a really good understanding of what can and cannot be achieved through voice therapy. But that includes again, you got to do your homework. Mm-hmm. You meet once a week with your voice therapist. You go home and you do what you've been asked to do. You put the time in, put that effort in, and yeah, it, the the results can be amazing. And mm-hmm. again, it just there are so many patients that just don't need me, and I love it.
1: Yeah. And just so we're all clear here, like I'm happy with my voice. I'm not changing anything. <laughs> I mean, this homo is going to be a homo, so take it or leave it. But I just I thought it was an interesting, you know, point of view. Yeah, of but question. that's no, that's I'm, what
2: it is. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. a good point, though, because I mean, I can't tell you how many times like when I used to work, I was in a position where I was working on the phone. I can't tell you how many times people would be like, ma'am. And I'm like, I'm a sir. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's yeah. and you, it's hurtful. And it's it wasn't even as hurtful for me in a sense. But I can only imagine what it's like for someone who is trying to to change in in a sense um to to better conform for themselves. And and see themselves as who they are, right? And going yeah. through that process, that can be very painful. Mm-hmm. And you know, and unfortunately, society doesn't make it easy for for anyone, oh. really. No, no. Which oh, no. which kind of sucks,
3: you know. It's a mean world out there. It's yes, a it real is. mean world, and um, we we need to keep everyone safe around us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Doctor Mendelssohn, before we let you go, I would like for you to, um, as we call it, whore yourself out. Tell us how we oh, can yeah. get a hold, hold of you. How, you know, give us websites, your your Facebook, your Instagram, all that good stuff.
3: We're going to put it on a post anyway. Love but, there we go. I yeah. love it. Um, websites will take you everywhere in terms of uh, what to do, specifically if you want to call us, if you want to set up an out-of-state uh, consultation website, uh, Los Angeles www.laent.com. Um, or if you want to see some cool before and afters of our endoscopic trach shaves that does not leave a scar on your skin, mm-hmm. you can go to www.tracheave.com, trachealshave.com. That's um, really really cool. We like that website. We're going to get more uh, of that. So either website. Um, my Instagram has got some nice before and afters. Really, ha- you know, I'm proud to say that I really have some brave patients. Um, coming out and just showing their recovery process, you know, mm-hmm. with their names. So um, my Instagram is my full name, which is just a lot of letters. So AV <laughs> underscore Mendelssohn underscore MD. Um, that's my Insta. Um, we have some really nice things up there. Um, we're having one one patient, Abby, she's She's posting a lot on how she's going through her, her recovery from from vocal fem surgery. So she's doing great. Um, so I it, you know get to share that and get to follow along with her on her Instagram page as well. So that's currently happening. So uh, it's our Insta, and then um, again through our website, you get our phone numbers. Um, anything you need, uh, let us know. We're happy to help. Also, yeah, and if Abby
1: ever wants to join us with you on the show, we'd be more than happy. Oh
3: Okay. Yeah, that would I'll be probably.
2: amazing. She's, yeah, we can she's, set that. she's
3: she's she's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> we yeah. can totally set okay. that up.
2: Yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. as I always say, you know, um, thank you again for joining us and. Our, our show is open. Our doors are open for you if you ever want to come back and talk about, yes. you know, give us updates on where you are. Um, any, any new advancements. Yeah, any new advancements that you're oh, making absolutely. in in your efforts to help As our you community. you can tell, I'll
3: just keep talking. I'll yeah. just keep talking. You guys don't have to shut me <laughs> our up.
0: New, our new <laughs> ventures over this way and maybe opening up some services in New York. That's whatever. what I'm talking
3: about. Sunny hey. Connecticut, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 New York or Connecticut? <laughs> that, that was like a slight jab.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. <laughs> I
3: I I almost went to med school in Connecticut, um, <laughs> right. but uh, it wasn't to be. So you know, Yale. Uh, I got to be a West Coast boy.
2: Yale. What would, it, would it have been <laughs> uh, Yale? Yeah. We probably would have met. Literally, we we work at a gay bar that's like a block away from like the Yale campus. So you know, we, yeah. we we're constantly. I, I may
3: have may have just stopped. I remember going uh, after the interview, uh, stopping a uh, stopping at a bar. Uh, maybe it was yours. You never know.
2: Time. You never know. More than welcome. <laughs> well, <laughs> Dr. Mendelssohn, once again, thank you oh, so much great. for for your hard work, for your great work um with our community, for your experience and for taking time out of your day for to join us on today's show. My pleasure. Thank you guys.
3: Thank, thank
2: you. you. Bye. Bye. Well, ladies and gents, A.B. Mendelssohn, Dr. A.B. Mendelssohn. Make sure that um, you know, you check out tonight's um episode. We're gonna get all of the socials and all that stuff and certainly get that on uh, tonight's post for you guys. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, um, that's awesome. I mean, and it's it's
0: tough to find doctors that are concentrating on the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself speaks volumes. To be
1: honest, I was a little shocked when he said he was straight. (laughs) And then when I said what I said, I was like, Oh God, I hope, I was (laughs) choking.
2: No, you're not. Um, But here's what I will tell you. Obviously, before we started recording today, I was in a state of like, oh,
1: yeah. we can see you. I think uh, his voice like calmed you down. It
2: calmed me the fuck down. I was like, yo, I mean, this it's 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 very weird. The power of, of speech and someone's demeanor.
1: Yeah, because I come in hot. A,
2: so I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if he were a, a um, how would I say? Um,
1: One of those like. Uh,
2: do- doctors, you know, your your um,
1: therapist.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, if he were like, oh my God, y- your main doctor, what do you call him? Uh, general,
1: general doctor? General practitioner?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Like, what so do you call?
1: Your general practitioner.
2: Right. If he was a general practitioner, right, that would be my doctor. Because I swear to God, we'd never get anything Ooh. done in that office. We would be laughing our butts off. You know your doctor listens to this show, right? No, don't get me wrong. I love my doctor. <laughs> I love my doctor. But, but Tom, he I feels,
0: he feels comfortable speaking with him.
2: I feel comfortable feel with my ease. current yeah. doctor, with my current, you know. No,
0: but I'm saying you know, that with the conversation we had today. Yeah, he's, no. It, yeah, he, he's very like, uh, relaxed talking. and very, um, right. yeah, easy you know, to talk to. Easy and, to talk to, definitely. And,
2: and most importantly you know he's not even part of our community and he's making an effort in life as a human to to service members of our community and give them life-changing experiences which is a great
1: yeah it's funny when you know I, I, it's funny is not the right you know phrase but it takes a marginalized community to care for other marginalized communities. Right. Like there are certain individuals that if they've never been affected by hate or
2: discrimination
1: right. or, or not having the same rights as one, uh, as, as someone else, it, they just don't get it. Right. You know, and but, I
2: thought about it, you know, like when he said, you know, I, I, I'm Jewish and, and I thought about bringing up the, oh this my whole God. situation. It went my head too, but that would have been And a I was whole, like, no, I'm not going to do it because that's that's going to be something you know. And I understand, you know, right now anti-Semitism is at um, it's at a point where it's scary, um, you know. And for for a person to be so selfless to help another community that's equally marginalized, or even, you know, it's just incredible. So I'm excited. Thank you for booking him. We need to get him back on the show and if he can come back on jay you, you heard know. that right it was a thank you
0: yeah, it was a thank you it was that. a thank you bitch. do it again
2: yeah just wow just don't give me like five guests in a row because you know all of this <laughs> you have two. the anxiety level unless dr Mendelssohn comes and sits here with us and calms me the fuck down once in a blue moon okay, okay. I love you. All right. All right well, anyway, we're going to wrap things up, so I'm going to yeah. toss it over to you because it's your turn. So there you go. All
1: right, everybody. Thank you. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Navy Awards Heroism heroism Medal to the Man Who Helped Stop the Club Q Shooter. Number two, Ron DeSantis Humiliated as Appeals Court Rules Against His Trailer. Drag ban. Yes. <laughs> Number three, 25 years ago, Matthew Shepard's death changed how we see anti-LGBTQ plus violence.
0: All righty. And on this gay in day in, in
1: I mean, I could barely speak. You so could barely luck. speak. This is
0: going to be even harder. <laughs> I can't even say the title. On this day in gay history. Wow. Manuwa. So M- Mwanga the second, I guess, of A- Buganda Ascended. To the throne. Yes. So in in 1884, in what we now call Uganda, Mwanga is the 31st Kabaka or king of Buganda, now known as Uganda, and keeps a harem of young boys along with his 16 wives. He resists Christianity. I can't coming, even get one coming to Uganda. <laughs> so the missionaries work on <coughs> converting the harem boys. Oh, did I lose that? He resists Christianity coming to Buganda so that the missionaries work on converting the harem boys, so that they will no longer pleasure Muanda, Mwanga. Oh my God! The yep. king goes into a rage when his favorite boy, Mafu, refuses him, and <laughs> Manga has almost a hundred boys executed. Oh, my Manga! No one, yeah. Now known as the martyrs of Buganda. Holy.
1: Yeah, that was that was, so,
2: wordy. So, that was a lot. so, so you, know, it's so tough you, when you it's had not form. gotten here yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is Nick. This is what I put on today's on this day in gay history.
1: Okay, but to be fair, the other two were just as horrible. Like wow. and now, when I say horrible, I mean like depressing and sad. And so I was just like, so depressing,
0: this. sad, and then hard to, to hard to pronounce they words were, on top of yes, that.
1: they were all they were all from. Um, Uh, South American not South American um, African American country not African American
2: African African nations African African nations.
1: nations and so all of the words were very difficult I'm like which one which one? Which. Yeah.
2: And then you give it to the bilingual one to read, and yeah, of course, you know,
0: my my Spanish
2: hispanish
0: kicks in, and, yeah. then, and then I get nervous and forget how to pronounce it. And you
2: know, and just a reminder for all you folks out there, you know, for us bilingual folks, we think in two languages while we're trying to communicate in one. Yeah. So if we screw it up, let us be.
0: Yeah, because I automatically <laughs> see a weird word and I want to go to Spanish. Right. You know, so it's like Buganda. I want to say it in Spanish, right? Buganda. Buganda. And I'm like, I know it's not. So it's like, now you're wrestling your head, your speech... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the your panic tongue, yeah and your, the panic of oh shit i'm gonna screw this up and you try even harder to get it now you know how and, i
2: feel it's ooh. like oh my god I was, I was trying to say uh laryngologist
0: laryngologist i was oh, like
2: my oh my god i hope i don't screw it up
0: yeah we can we can get it together for a while
2: Yeah, i'm telling you <laughs> yeah we were up there for like 10 minutes trying <laughs> to figure out how to say laryngologist. Jay and I were practiced. Jay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's,
0: let's find this on Google. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right. Well, <laughs> all right. I'm going to toss it off. Did you do Mama Kim's minute? Addy? Yes, we
0: did. Girl, you. you oh, I'm all over the place. Announcements. Okay. Go for it. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you are listeners can help to support the show with a pledged donations. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more.
1: I'm going to take this one, Jay. Yes, because you can take the next one. Yeah, I did. I left it blank. So, next week, we are very excited to welcome yet another guest. Sorry, Tom. So, we (laughs) welcome Andrew Mitch. Andrew Mitch is a country pop music star, but he, well, upcoming star, but he makes it very gay. And he just released All in My Head, which is a beautiful song, which we'll share next week. So, we're very excited to uh, chat with Andrew next week.
2: Yeah, and he's very easy on the eyes, yeah. of course. And
0: of course, I guess uh, we want to again thank you to our guest, Doctor Mendelton, our <laughs> our new doctor,
2: a new doctor in the
0: house. Uh, so that our, works with the other hole, you know, that, yeah. So the one up top. Now, yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Now we just gotta round it out. <laughs> yeah. So that that's awesome. I think the he he provided a lot of good info which no i i think i think yeah um again thank you thank you for the work that you do um the people you work with it's it's amazing it's hard to find doctors that are willing to work with our community so you know big kudos to you and i think he deserves a quick Yeah, queen and we're moving on nick over to you
1: Thank you. All right, everybody. Get the Future Method and all other products today. All products are doctor-developed, and now you can clean out without hurting your bum. You can take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs and increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your
2: life-changing bum accessories today. And there is a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep.
0: And as always, it has come down to the last minute. Time to put a ring on it. Our show is available on the website gaytalk20.com under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and <laughs> podcast and Stitcher Radio. All Make- right.
1: You can find us on social media Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, uh, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email <laughs> us at Talk gaytalk2.0 2 at gaytalk20.com. Tom. Wrap it up.
2: Oh, my God. Let me get my mouse over here. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Ladies and gents, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. You can click on the Contact Us tab at the top of your web browser. There, you can leave comments. You can suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host, and so much more. You can also call us and leave us any questions you may have via voice message. You can just call our phone. It is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all of those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Once again, I want to thank you all for joining us on tonight's episode. Ladies and gents and everyone else, that is our show. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.